I'm Nick Flarty. I'm Jason Thielbar. Welcome to the world's second finest podcast, the holiday episode. Bells, bells, bells. I'm sure you'll edit bells in there somewhere. We're, we're at it. Yeah, a festive, a festive uh, yeah. theme. Yeah. Added. If we can afford it, Jason. I'm looking at our financials and uh, Santa's, Santa's given us a lot of coal this year. I deserve it. I deserve it. I don't know about you. I know I deserve it. Yeah. We were chatting before about how uh, we're both soldiers in the war on Christmas. But yeah. Not on the side that you think we're on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on, on, on the side that makes paranoid delusions come true. That's, that, that's, the, that's, that's the side we're landing our plane that's on. That's all I want for Christmas is my paranoid yeah. delusions to come true. Yeah. yeah. Jason. I, Jason. I love that Mariah Carey song. <laughs> The Batman uh, Adventures Holiday Special is what we're talking about today. It came out Hell December yeah. 6th, 1994. It is a killer book. What did you think of it? I thought it was great. I thought it was a wonderful birthday present to you in yes. 1994. They obviously yes. thought about you while they were yeah. making it. If, I'm sure. if, if I was a uh, aware of the Batman universe at all, I probably would have picked it up because. Uh, holy cow, this thing is so good. And oh, like, God, we've, we've talked about, you know, um, Mike Parabek and Kelly Puckett and Rick Taylor and, and everybody over at, you know, the regular Batman Adventures books being really great. Yeah. However, you put Paul Dini and Bruce Tim on something. It's going to be it's going to be a step up. <laughs> it's 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 the difference between like an elite like top five athlete and, you know, uh, a top 20 athlete, you know, right. It's exactly. like, it's like, yeah, it's like the, the guys in the top 20 are still the, the people there are still elite, but the people in the top five are just on another level. And that's what like everyone in, in this book is, it's like the, yeah, they brought, they brought in the, the, the all-stars, you know? Absolutely. What do you think of holiday issues in general? Because there's a lot of holiday issues floating around in the DC universe. I've worked on a couple of them. I never really got it when I was a kid. Like, I was like, this seems silly and weird to me. Like, I just want a Batman story, especially because I would read a lot of stuff, not as it was coming out, but like further down the road. So it'd be like mid-June and I'd be reading a holiday issue and I'm like, this is stupid. But I, yeah, personally, I've warmed up to them. I think they're kind of like a fun celebration of like behind these characters, get them out of their comfort zone or like do something a little heartwarming. What what the holidays mean for these characters? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I I always really dug them because I always really dig uh, little self-contained stories because it's it, it really lets uh the, the creative team kind of stretch their legs when they know that like things are just going to be simple and like the outcome's not really going to matter all that much. Yeah. And just, and it's also, um, there, there is, there's as much as I try to fight it, sometimes there's something nice. I think about the tradition of reflection, you know, in a time because it's winter, you know? So of course, as like human beings, this is a time of like where everything slows down and you're just trying to stay warm and you just start thinking about, 
the the previous year because you have nothing else to do because you, you you know the fields are all harvested and you you know all of that and I I think that tradition of it and I think that's what makes even though they're just all like themselves cliches at this point most like Christmas stories or holiday stories uh you know but that's what makes them still really impactful you know what I mean because I just think Absolutely. it's a really human human thing to like demarcate something Dude, you know self reflection hick hits me like a Mack truck in December. Let yeah. me tell you why. It's my birthday. It's the holidays, you know, so not only, you know, Christmas, Hanukkah, what have you, but like because of that, I usually, you know, DC offices shut down, comic offices shut down, all the work gets done. And then it's just like, oh, I got two weeks of like, sitting around the house drinking eggnog and just like hanging out with my thoughts yeah. you know what i mean yeah yeah and then it's new year's and it's like it's like oh you know what are we doing what like any new year's resolutions and i'm like it's just like yeah i every i feel like every year i tell myself okay what have we done this year and how are we going to go forward and what do i want out of the year kind of thing yeah. um so yeah, I I I completely agree, and I like seeing uh, some comic characters that I I love, you know, doing the same thing, kind of like in the same boat. Yeah, yeah, and the, and also, and then just drawn and written, just superbly. Oh yeah, this like, one in particular, superbly. I man, this Batman Adventures Holiday Special. We're gonna get into it in a second, but like as an aside. I think that I'm going to buy this issue like literally every time I find it in a store and just yeah. like leave it places, especially like, yeah, like, oh, I got a I'm I'm staying at a, a place, uh, you know, a hotel somewhere. I'm going to just leave it in the drawer, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It, it is. It is that great of a book, I yeah, believe. Absolutely. It's 64 pages. And I'm going to tell everyone right up front, uh, I'm going to run down basically all of the credits for all of the stories. However, my plan is this. I'm going to I'm going to cut them out and then place them in in the edit whenever ah. we talk about the next story so that you at home do not need to keep track. And then I, while recording this, also do not need to keep track. <laughs> Yes. So good plan. Good plan. Here are the credits. All stories are edited by Scott Peterson with associate editor Darren Vincenzo. Because this is such a long book, we're not going to go yeah. into every single page. Yeah, but yeah. Before we even start, I just want to say that. So they made this in 94 and then they used this as a template for the 1997 episode Holiday Nights. Did you oh, get a wow. chip? Did you watch uh, Holiday Nights? It's season three, episode one. No, I'm still honestly, I'm still not on the uh, watching the show again tip. So this first story that we're going to talk about. It's it's all these stories. It's a 64 page book with a five stories in it. The intro story is written by Paul Dini, art by Dan Ribba, colored by Bruce Tim. Lettered by comic craft Richard Starkings. This first story is like kind of just like an intro page. It's just a single page about, 
you know, Batman at Christmas, you know, yeah, is what it is. Jolly Old St. Nicholas is written by Paul Dini and Bruce Tim. Art and color by Bruce Tim. Letter by Richard Starkings Comic Craft. The first real story has Bullock undercover as a mall Santa with Montoya as his elf. Bullock is a terrible mall Santa. And very, very simply, it's about them undercover because there's a ring of thefts. These little kids are stealing things. They finally track down the little kids. The little kids are all running to each other. And when they hit each other, they are all Clayface. They turn into this giant force of Clayface. And Montoya and Bullock are, you know, not really able to handle Clayface. Batgirl it just happens to be on the scene. She intervenes. It escalates from there. Batgirl kicks Clayface through a window. The fight goes outside. And then once outside, they're in kind of like a skating rink area. And Clayface has kind of shattered the water. So he's in a little bit of water. And he's saying, you know, like the cold slows him down a little bit, but he's still going to kill everybody there, basically. (laughs) And uh, Batgirl says, shoot the Santa. Bullock is standing there dressed as Santa. And he looks at Montoya and he's like, you wouldn't. And then... And he's like, no, the other one. And and they shoot the Santa. The power line gets dropped into the water. Clayface gets electrocuted. And uh, then they have to recover the evidence of the things that Clayface was stealing out of his weird clay body as he is unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's basically the story in a nutshell. However, Jason, this thing was so fucking good it's so good it, it was it was so very good bruce tim though my my only very small criticism of bruce tim bruce tim i absolutely love your art sir i love your art very much your your art's wonderful and your stories are great but my god man this is supposed to be for children and the women you draw are far too like revealy and sexy for, he draws for some sexy book. women you, you draw <laughs> some amazing bombshell like like I wonder if like him and Darwin Cook ever got into a fight you know, over like, like, no, 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 this is how you draw it. No, no, no. I'll show you how to draw it. I, I got to say right up front, uh, Montoya in the elf outfit, her like it's... skirt is barely covering her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. And she's and, she, and she's just such a and it is his style, though, has always been when when he. Bruce Tim's style of drawing women is like very uh, what they would call 50s cheesecake. Like, oh, yeah, up. absolutely. You know, and it's great. And I love it. And I do love it. I do. It's not an, it's not an actual honest criticism. I do love it. But yeah, the, the story is just so, so well done. And like the the love for this version of Bullock that they have, that they yeah. clearly have of making him just this like brutish, cartoony, gross Santa oh, is just so, so many laughs. Like it's it, it was it was so this story really, really wonderful. Um, this story got made into one of the main stories in Holiday Nights, the episode season three, episode one, and they didn't get to go as they didn't lean into like Bullock being a total mess as they did in this comic. 
yeah i think they were kind of held back by like the medium of of animation and uh getting the thing out on time and you know working with the assets they had and blah 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 so yeah yeah in in i read the story and then i watched the episode and bullock is like he's a bad santa claus but he's not like um a total mess like he is in this comic in yeah, this like comic, farting and burping and yeah yeah not only that but like you know so we have batgirl in, in the store and she's shopping for ties for her dad commissioner gordon right she's like cute. oh he'll love it and she hears the sound of sc- screaming children and she thinks gosh i know some kids are scared of santa but that poor child sounds absolutely terrified and we come we cut over to montoya head in hands <laughs> and she's and bullock's there he's got donut in one hand stains all over his santa suit beard half hanging off and he's like ah you big cryberry baby burps and then he's like next <laughs> <laughs> and the kids in the background look terrified not well, only that he's got a he's got a box of donuts on the stairs and an open beer that is pouring out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, and and something that I just realized, too, kind of flipping ahead a little bit of, like, you know, man, like, fucking Bruce Tim, like, just the, not, not only the, you know, just masterful art, but, like, he actually understands how to draw a comic book. You know, oh, like he yeah. understand like here's this person with this like animation background, you know, and mm-hmm. he just obviously just immediately gets like he's like, Oh yeah, I could I can make a comic book. It's like Jesus Christ, man, like who who taught you? And he's like, Oh no, I understand story, it's okay, I get it. Like, yeah. sure, man, fine, whatever, great. Like I also want to make a quick note of like he colored this himself as well as drawing it. What and a flex. The colors are so good. He, there's crowd scenes, right? And you're supposed to be looking at Batgirl in the crowd scenes. And the crowds will be like this bluish purplish color with like some skin tones. And then you have Batgirl in a, in a straight up like baby blue that is already kind of set itself apart. But then you have her like ginger red hair that like instantly pops like you know where Batgirl is in the crowd at all times yeah yeah it's just like perfect direction all the way through yeah and and the other thing too of like just it being such a flex of like of like you know at this point it's like Bruce Tim you're a showrunner on a very successful cartoon show and it's like I get that like part of the selling point of the issue is that Bruce Tim is like drawing something but it's like man like you could have like one of the like really talented artists that work for you color this for you like just <laughs> fine like what he, and he's like no 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 i want to have fun with this like i want to get into it you know yeah. like he very yeah. obviously like this was i think for him probably like oh no 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 this is going to be a, my fun time like this is my yeah. off time that i'm going to like be able to screw around you know it's just oh uh, god so, another so. really fantastic moment little girl gets on bullock's lap while he's santa and is like is like hey uh can, can i can i ask you for something can my dad come home and and he's and bullock's like where's your pop like not really thinking about it and he's like the girl little girl's like in prison and <laughs> bullock's like oh i put that dude away like <laughs> yeah like just last week or whatever and 
Bullock, even though he's a total mess, is still like compassionate to this kid whose father's yeah. in prison and is like uh, gives the kid 50 bucks and is like, buy yourself, <laughs> buy yourself something nice. And she's like, can I buy something for my dad, too? And he's like, as long as it ain't a file, why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that's something that's always uh, a nice uh, aspect of the character of of Bullock is that like you, you have to show every once in a while that like he's not a total piece of shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. like like he's a bit of a piece of shit, but he's not he's he's still redeemable. He's still, you know, you keep sloppy, him around. Yeah, he's a sloppy cop who wants to get things done and by any means possible, but he's there to make Gotham a better place. Yeah, know? and he's so compassionate. He's still right. compassionate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh anything else you want to talk about with this issue? Um with, with this particular story, not really. I mean, just other than like just the same no I'm just like lightly flipping through it, like just the same stuff I was gushing before about about the art and the story and just like how like yeah, on, honest to God, just like purely as a comic book story, like if Bruce it was, Tim just if it was just this 15 pager, I would still be picking up every single issue I ever came across. Like it's yeah. so so good <laughs> yeah it's like it's like um the i'm a huge huge fan of the band the mountain goats and mm-hmm. uh I, i'm i'm soon going to because i've heard really good things about them too but along with like being a brilliant uh lyricist um the frontman john darneal also has written like three novels and i'm just like where do you get off <laughs> Be, being able to do both or like the uh there's this great metal band uh baroness from savannah georgia mm-hmm. um and the uh, the lead singer, though, who's a you know, metal singer and complicated like guitar player. He plays guitar, too. But mm. he also does all of their artwork, which is this like hyper detailed, like Art Nouveau, like style and does like covers for other metal bands. <laughs> you know? Wild. And yeah, and it's just like, oh, yeah. OK, some people are just, you know, out just out of this world, like just. I don't believe yeah. in inherent. I don't believe in inherent talent at all. Like all of this stuff has gotten through extremely hard work and devotion and like sacrifice absolutely but that to me makes it even more amazing that like thinking about just how much time like bruce tim has spent on understanding stories in different mediums this much the the thing is too the thing is too jason like as a colorist i was reading this and batgirl kicks clayface out of the the window at the mall crashes outside and he shifts the entire palette to just like everything's mixed with blue and it looks so good and it's such a simple like change and i was just like this motherfucker like (laughs) yeah i was like it's just it's it's like it's spot on perfect even the um like Batgirl's suit gets darker because she's outside in in the dark. Her hair like mixes in a little bit of that cyan and and like also a little bit darker. And it's just it works so, so yeah. well. And not and only that, it- but like it highlights, you know, when Batgirl's kicking them through the window that we use like a big like orangey yellow kind of like crashing and then when he's like getting up out of the out of the uh, ice rink water, when Clayface is getting up out of there and he's like growling and then that uh, 
that sound effect of him growling is an orange. It like balances out the entire page. I was just like, dude, is just working at such a high level. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like those like stories that you would hear about like Prince, like just yeah. like sitting down and like play like write like writing a song in real time, like just to like kind of like show but like playing like ev- playing and recording every instrument. You know, right. just be like I'm gonna record this part, now I'm gonna record this part, now I'm gonna record record this part. Okay, I'm done. Now I have a song. And you're just like, Yeah, yeah all right. I got I guess. I guess uh, one human being can do that. But yeah, other other than gushing over uh, uh, the the insane brilliance of, of Bruce Tim. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, not much, not too much more to. Yeah, pretty to simple story, story, but yeah, exceptionally well done. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about the Harley and the Ivy. Oh, oh, this story. The Harley and the Ivy. Story by Paul Dini and Ronnie Del Carmen. Written by Paul Dini. Art and color by Ronnie Del Carmen. Lettered by Richard Starkings and Comic Craft. Oh so, my god. We've talked, we've talked about Harley and Ivy's relationship before, like on this podcast, about how mm-hmm. you know we're very in the regular podcast. We're in 1993, and it's like starting to be like a whisper of an idea of like maybe they're friends you know yeah yeah by now it's like oh the harley and ivy thing has like clicked together completely completely and it's it's amazing how quickly that came together i because i knew there was a harley and ivy story in here but like there it feels like this Harley and Ivy story feels to me like Harley and Ivy are in their own apartment and they're like, you know, planning the holidays and stuff like that. And like I, the immediate impression I got is like your your aunt and her roommate come over for Christmas. They, <laughs> they've been they've been roommates for a long time. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like oh, it has totally. the, it has that vibe to it. Like uh, yeah, we're saying something, yeah. but we're not saying something. Yeah, because yeah, because they weren't able to say it yet. Like it, it seems like at least in the version of like Paul Dini and Bruce Timm's heads that like they're like this is like obvious. Like because right. the character because the characters like when you when you sort of like look at them each as characters, they are a perfect like match for their similarities and their differences. You know, yes. like it's it's a wonderful sort of. Uh, uh, chemistry that they just kind of fell into and, uh, right. and like, uh, you know, and good writers will notice that and be like, oh, great, because it just makes the, the writing the stories that much easier, you know? Yes. Do you uh, do you want to recap this this story very quickly? Yeah. So Harley and Ivy are hanging out in their apartment wondering what to do so near the holidays uh, with Harley bemoaning the fact that like the apartment doesn't look Christmassy enough. So they decide that they should go out shopping. And what happens is that they uh, kidnap, they hatch a plan to kidnap Gotham's most eligible bachelor, billionaire, I, let me, Bruce Wayne. Let me stop you real quick. Mm. So one thing that I really loved when they were in the apartment and they're bemoaning Christmas is that yeah. 
Poison Ivy is, of course, anti getting a tree. Harley Quinn yep. wants a tree. And then they hit a point like uh, Ivy is like, absolutely not. Besides, aren't you Jewish? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I still love bright and colorful stuff. It's yeah. Like, it's yeah. so good. It, it's no. such a nice little detail, too, to like yeah. fully flesh out this character. Yeah, yeah. Just give it give a bit of background of what Quinzel you know, like, oh, yeah. OK, let's you know, that's what that that's what that background is. That's really, you know, that's really interesting. That's yeah. You know, so yeah. we we have them hatching this plan to kidnap Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And so uh, they, they kidnap him uh, among a, a very wonderful slapstick scene of a bunch of other high society women noticing Bruce Wayne and like that he's under the mistletoe and like are about to like, you know, just bum Russian like <laughs> yeah, Beatles, by Beatles like mania defense, style by a defensive line of like wafy high society women. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then in the in the uh, running away from from that, he runs straight into uh, a limo that are uh, uh, that has uh, Ivy and uh, Harley in it. And, you know, Ivy uh, smooches him with her um, mind control power lipstick thing. And yep. uh, they go on just this hilarious madcap, like, I love Lucy shopping spree on, yeah. Bruce, on, on Bruce Wayne's dime. And what, what's great, too, is that Bruce knows he's hypnotized and is not having a good time. And he's just <laughs> yes. angry the whole time. Yes. He's like, he's like, yes, whatever they want. And then uh, there's this great panel <laughs> where his like, you know, he's like full scowl and he's he's there's a sweat mark down down his side of his face. And he's like, Miss Isley and Miss Quinzel are my guests. Please put their purchases on my account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and the look of the look of joy on their faces of as like, they race to the shoe shopping. department. Yeah. 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 Is, is, is so great. Yeah. And the whole time, like. Like the trying on different outfits, like they're just being goofballs and the silly hats. And it's mm -hmm. just such a great like like in my head, I can just really picture the montage, you know, like the hilarious like breakfast club style montage that they're absolutely go going on in this 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 shopping spree. Uh, again, again, another thing that works better in this comic than it does does in the episode if you are a fan of that episode holiday nights uh of the batman the animated series like pick this book up i know it is the same thing but pick it up because the comic works so so better than the episode yeah yeah and then uh after this uh montage scene they kind of notice that uh brucey there is uh starting to get his will back a little bit and so Harley goes to uh, put on Ivy's uh, uh, hip hypnotizing lipstick and give Bruce a smooch, but she accidentally uh, shoves him down an open elevator shaft, <laughs> which just like the look, the look on her face when she does that, just just like the terrifying, oh, yeah. no. And like, it's just so funny. It's so it's so childlike. Yeah. You know, and I love the shot, too, where like it's deep in the elevator shaft and we see just like the tiniest silhouette of like Harley and Ivy at the top. And they're like, you see him? And <laughs> Harley's like, no. And then she's like, we, we killed him. And they look at each other. And they're like, ah, oh, we were going to do it anyway. No loss. 
<laughs> that that three panel sequence right there. See, this is what they can. This is what like real time. This is what comics can really do, and what makes that like always going to be funny because comics can control the pace so much that like you know it's just three panels of them looking down, looking at each other, and both shrugging their shoulders. And even I'm looking at the page from far away, like even without the dialogue, it's funny. Yeah, because you know, I can tell very, very good. exactly what's going on. If you took all the dialogue out of this from like the first panel to the last, I could tell exactly what was going on. And it just makes the joke hit and the comedy just hit just perfectly, just yeah. absolutely perfect. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, because it was Bruce Wayne, Batman swoops in and makes makes short work of. uh after after some hilarious fighting back from Ivy and uh, and Harley with a wonderfully placed gigantic boxing glove. Yep. Yep. Gigantic toy boxing glove that he gets uh, hit with and then immediately hit by a giant sledgehammer that Harley's wielding while screaming happy Hanukkah. Yeah. 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 Happy Hanukkah chump to get the quote. Happy Hanukkah chump. Which is just it's such so a great. Good. It's so great. Well, and 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 that's also like making me like it, it, in my head. I'm hearing it in the um, original like Mr. J voice. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The Harley you know? Quinn voice that yeah, I will the, not try to approximate here. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they knock Batman uh, away, and they they go to run, but sadly, they, yeah, they think they're free and clear. Batman's buried under some toys. Yeah. They're run. They're out the door. Yeah, but then sadly, uh, they get caught because Batman just grapples that big old Christmas tree that Harley had been wanting and traps them under it. And the final yeah. line is Ivy asking Harley if she's happy, and she is kind of. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's happy like, now. Well, here's happy. your Christmas tree. Christmas you tree. happy? And she's yeah. like, yeah. And just and also the little smirk from Batman at the end. Like, that's the last panel is Batman looking at the camera, giving a little smirk, a little like wink to the, you know, it's just this great little like, you know, you can end it with the Looney Tunes like Yeah, it's like we're we're aware that we are creating some holiday antics and like we're just having a good time here, folks. Yeah, this is this was my favorite out of a out of a book that is full of you know, all great stories. This to me stands out as the best. Like there's just yeah, something. It's excellent. It's excellent. There's just yeah, something about it that is just so. Again, so uh, this one was made into that episode holiday nights um, and they used the newer designs because that was when season three was when they launched the more angular redesigned Batman, the animated series. Yeah. So you have like a kind of like smaller I would even say like less human looking poison ivy because she's yeah, they like make all her more white. plant like. Yeah. 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 They make she's more all like like in the later ones. Mm-hmm. Very, very dark hair, all white. Uh, and I don't think it works as well because. This is so much of the story is about like Harley and Ivy's relationship with each other. Yeah. And like. I feel like it works when they look more human. <laughs> Well, look, yeah, and it just works a little better. Yeah, well, and also I think the thing that made um, that always made uh, uh, Harley Quinn such an immediate hit, you know, yeah. was that she was one of those villain characters that are like kind of bad, but not like 
that bad. And so it makes right. you really want to root for her because, like, you know, she's never going to be really good. But, like, it makes it makes her more uh, uh, relatable. And, like, when they try to turn her, like, I think they've kind of circled back getting, like, closer to that. But, like, you know, when they tried to turn her, like, too, like, psycho, you know, it's like, oh, she's, right, like, right. murdering everybody because she's crazy. You know, like, that just kind of, like lost the appeal but like yeah you're right paying attention to harley and ivy's relationship also really like lets you get to know the characters like a lot better i'd say the same thing you said for for harley because for ivy as well like ivy is the same way when you make her a mass murdering like crazy person she's not that interesting but when she's like just trying to like do right by environmentalism and walk that line of like what is morally correct and you know like she doesn't really want to kill anybody but she doesn't she certainly is like plants over people kind of thing yeah like she's interesting in that capacity and yeah make her less murderous and that's also why they go they go great together yeah and and same with uh catwoman that's what makes catwoman such a great like you know uh, such a great uh foil to to batman because she's pretty much like doing the same thing that batman's doing except like on on the different side and like comes from the background that's totally opposite of like batman's right. and you, you know but yeah but but also just like the really just you just have to me like you have so much more fun with yeah. the characters when they're like this you know like right. it's just right. and it doesn't always have to be this straight up cartoony you know like this is very obviously like nods to like you know like old like you know warner brothers short cartoons sure and like that kind of thing but you know when when harley and ivy are like bantering and like harley's just being like flighty and weird and like ivy's trying to kind of rein her in and be like you know, no pay attention. And yeah, yeah. Y- y- you know, it's, it's just, it's just so much more fun. I think as you get, you get so much more uh, out of it. You want to talk know. about white Christmas? White Christmas written by Paul Dini art and color by Glenn Murakami lettered by Richard Starkings comic craft. Yeah, White Christmas. Uh, this is a a really downer uh, story, but it's a. Really- this is also um, the one of the stories that was not in Holiday Nights. Mm. Maybe it was too sad. Maybe it was too um, sad. But it's really good, though. It's really good. I'm not saying sad isn't a bad thing. Sad isn't no. a good thing because um, I'm at my core. I am a sad boy, and I do love sad stories. <laughs> so, so. This is a holiday story about uh, Victor Freeze. He was hoping for a white Christmas and uh, was in has been locked up in Arkham Asylum. He kept asking if it was going to be a white Christmas and then he broke out on Christmas and then it starts to snow. So Batman knows that he's like he's got his hands full, you know? Yeah. Um, and he kind of they do like a really quick like origin on mr freeze just so that everybody's caught up because mr freeze at this time uh kind of a little bit of gray area is like the old mr freeze in the comics is kind of just like a killer criminal guy and they're yeah. really trying to depart from that and make him um more a of a tragic sympathetic character yeah, yeah tragic sympathetic character yeah yeah 
And so, yeah, so Batman's uh, at Arkham. Obviously, he was like called in and he's he's talking to the doctor of, you know, about like he, he was asking, is it going to snow on Christmas? And she didn't know why. And, mm-hmm. you know, Batman kind of nods his head and goes on his way. You know, he kind of figures out pretty quickly where where Mr. Freeze is going to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, and on his way, you see Batman uh, randomly like this little this little bit of action we get in the story. Yeah, I got of, a couple of pages. Yeah, I got a couple pages of uh of action after a quick little uh, explainer on on Mr. Freeze's background and like his motivations. Um, Batman's driving away and he sees a car about to swerve into uh, a mother and a child. It's all snowy out. It's a there's a snowstorm. Yeah, the car's out of control. Of Mr. Freeze. Yeah, car's yeah, out of yeah. control. And Batman just very quickly like jumps straight out of the Batmobile with his grappling hook and swoops in and saves the kid. Yeah, saves um, the kid, saves the mom. The little the little kid, this is a great moment. The little kid goes, Are you an angel? And Batman's like holding uh the the gift that the kid had that they were carrying across the street. And he hands it back to the little kid. And he's just like silhouetted by the moon in classic Batman fashion. And he's like, I'm you know, he doesn't he's say just staring anything. At her. He's just looking yeah, down yeah. at her. Yeah. And it's like yeah. it, not an angel, not a devil, yeah. just the Batman. Yeah, and then gruffly tells the guy who's driving in a freak blizzard to buy chains. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the guy is like kicking his car and he's like, freaking piece of junk. And Batman, finger on the chest, like leaning over the guy. And he's like, get some chains. And the guy's like, yeah. yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so Batman shows up to cemetery and immediately finds a police car encased in ice. And yeah. but has has a trusty blowtorch uh, flamethrower at the ready mm-hmm. and, and pulls out uh, the frozen policeman that's in the car and makes sure he's OK and uh, happens upon Mr. Freeze doing what he knew he was doing, just his, his giant sci fi gun making it yep. snow. Mr. Freeze yep. does not make it rain. He makes it snow. Yep. Don't forget that. Uh, so Batman thinks he has the drop on him. And is about to, you know, tackle him. And Mr. Freeze spins around, knocks him back. That's a great page of Batman just yeah. getting like knocked back. Uh, the next page, right also really face. great. He thuds. They're in the Gotham Cemetery. He thuds into a gravestone and looks down and he realizes he's at his parents' gravestone. And yeah. there's a wreath there and it says, Mom and Dad, Merry Christmas, love Bruce. And like, he wraps himself in his cape and like has redoubled his effort, basically. Yeah, yeah. And then comes back and quickly takes out Freeze's gun before he does anything else. And so, mm-hmm. you know, no knows he kind of has him uh, dead to rights. And Freeze says he'll take the chance and, you know, you know, he's still pointing the gun at him. And he's like, you know, it's not going to work. It'll blow up. And Freeze says he'll take that chance. And sure enough, it does. Because Freeze is uh, not well. Yes. Uh, so it's. Freeze is down. Batman's got like a, a piece of the gun and he's going to like beat Freeze to death with it, basically. But then he kind of stops. He's like looking at Freeze and he stops and he's like, it's Christmas. I'll give you one chance to end this quietly. Why'd you do it, Freeze? Tonight on all nights. And Freeze just po- points to his wife's grave and he he says we were married 10 years ago now on a snowy christmas eve 
nor love the snow. I thought it sad that there should be none this year. And I didn't want it, my Nora to be sad tonight. And that's it. And then they, you know, he takes him out and in, I assume he's in cuffs. His kind of hands are behind his back and Batman's yeah, got but, his hand on his shoulder. And yeah, it ends there with like Nora freezes grave and a little bit of snow. Yeah. God damn it. What? God a, damn it. <laughs> what a sad, like, emotional, emotional roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is my second favorite in the in the in the series. If I had to in the book, if I had to rate yeah. them, I mean the Harley one definitely. Like, but man, this one is like again, and it just it it hits so well. And like, and um, I think I was saying a in a different episode we were recording today. Like, you know, Batman to me is like um so much cooler when he's compassionate when he when he's showing that empathy absolutely you know for like because he's like and 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 being very blatant with it too of like him running into his his parents grave and then remembering oh wait wait a minute like i think i know something right like, like i've suffered loss i've suffered loss freeze has suffered loss you know we yeah. don't have to like fist fight each other till somebody's unconscious yeah, because because I do this crazy thing because I've suffered loss, and he's doing his crazy thing because he suffered right. loss. So I'm gonna try to help him, right? You know, get him out, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful story. Man, God. I know that uh, we're not talking about uh, Jean Paul Batman at all this episode because we're out we're out of continuity. Yeah, but we can bring him up. It perfectly illustrates why Jean Paul Batman does not work as Batman versus Bruce Wayne as Batman. Like yeah, Bruce Wayne comes from this place of compassion and Jean Paul Batman comes from this place of just like punishment and that's it. Well, yeah. Cause Jean Paul Batman is like, he's like Travis Bickle, you know, t- taxi driver. It's like, you're not supposed to empathize with him. It's like, this person is not well, but yeah. also like, you know, taxi drivers only like a little over two hours long, whereas like, you know, Jean-Paul Batman's like kicking around for a couple of years there. Like Whew, yeah, a few books it's, a month. It's like, oh, I kind of wear that wears thin pretty quick, man. <laughs> he's, you certainly, know? he's certainly out there doing his thing. Yeah. Jason, let's turn our attention to uh, better books in What Are You Doing New Year's Eve? Oh, yeah. What are you doing New Year's Eve? Story by Paul Dini and Bruce Tim, written by Paul Dini, art by Kevin Altieri and Butch Lukic, colored by Glenn Mirakami, lettered by Richard Starkings Comic Craft. So this kicks off with the Joker interrupting a football game, and he's like, he's like, I've made a New Year's resolution. I'm not going to kill anyone in the new year. Which means I got to start murdering now to get to get my quota. <laughs> so gotta have goals, man. Gotta have he's goals. Got, he's got goals. He's gonna murder yeah. some people. Um, Here we have Joker, life coach. You know. <laughs> so uh, basically, this whole thing centered around New Year's Eve. Joker's plan is uh, he has stolen some tech that is gonna kill everyone once, like the ball drops or the it, it, it's supposed to be a ball drop in like New Year's Eve. But what it yeah. actually is, is a bell that is ascending to a clock. And then yeah. once that once it gets up there and it rings, it'll kill everyone there. 
Yeah. Um, unless you're wearing these like special headphones. That's basically the whole hook of it. Batman and Robin, I believe Robin's in this. Maybe it's just Batman. Just Batman. I think it's just Batman. Yeah, it's just Batman. In uh in the television version, Robin's there as well. Yeah, we get a Robin. We get a Robin. Uh in this version, we just get Batman. Batman shows up on the scene. He's he's like, you know, Joker's gonna be here. Uh, I gotta find him. And he realizes that it's gonna be very hard to find the Joker because Joker has handed out like New Year's Eve party favors of a mask of the Joker. So yeah, Batman shows up and there's basically like hundreds of Jokers, <laughs> which is fantastic. Yeah, it's really what I love. I love the art. I love. Oh, love it's the so art. good. And it's it's really like I would I would read any book that that this person drew is. So Batman's fighting his way through the crowd and then he realizes that, oh, the guys up there in Joker masks are have those like headphones on. So they must be the guys. Yeah, that must be the Joker. Gets his way up there, batarangs Joker in the back of the head, which is pretty <laughs> fantastic. Uh, gets up there, fight ensues. You know, eventually uh, Batman uh, is like, you know, he's he's kind of run rough shot, but he manages to get a, a bottle of champagne, sprays the device so that nobody dies. The bell ascends and then Joker's like, well, I'm going to kill you anyway. Goes to shoot the Batman, wings him in the shoulder you know the the device is on fire the bell uh explodes because the device is on fire and the joker's like he thinks he's finally got batman he's got gun on him ready to go and then there's a great panel of the bell like inches from crushing the joker as it's like screaming towards earth and he's like he's laughing in the previous panel because he's like i'm gonna finally kill batman and then he's like huh (laughs) <laughs> and then as the <laughs> bell clongs down and the joker is subdued <laughs> yeah well and 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 uh, and a very small word balloon of the joker just saying ouch just yep. to let you know that he's yep. alive kids he's, he's still, still alive. alive kids he's still alive under he's there. still alive he's still alive uh man yeah so good and the yeah. art the art is really great and the coloring too when the action starts to get really like insane in these pages. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Joker is like all red against a pink background with Batman in purples. It's, it starts to get like really wild in a way that like, was it the killing joke that um, came out with the recolor? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Where like, the original colors were wild like this with like oranges and pinks and yellows and like, like really like expressive. And then they recolored it and re-released it. And it was like just a normal, straightforward color job that like yeah, didn't yeah. evoke any of the same feelings at all. Yeah. The recolor like really like turned up the brightness for no good goddamn reason, you know? And it's like, yeah, no guys, the, the sort of like weird kind of, um, I don't want to call it like a, a, a it, just like the the sort of muted tone of the of the original colors. It was like it's like no, it's it's no, there no, no, for no, no, a reason. No. I'm I'm thinking of something completely different. I'm gonna oh. send you. I'm gonna send you an image. You're not, gonna, you're not thinking of the Killing Joke. I am thinking of the Killing Joke. I think you are remembering it differently. 
mm. than how it actually is. Uh, mm. Give me one second. I will send you. Okay, I posted it in the chat. So like. The wild colors of the oranges. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. It's like that's the original. And then when you scroll down and they just like colored it like a very straightforward, like flesh tones, grass green. Yeah, they took it. Um, yeah, no. OK, I'm sorry. No, I was remembering that uh, incorrectly. Yeah, no, they, they essentially just like let Brian Boland color it as if he would have the way he colors stuff now. Instead right. of, and I don't think, and I don't think he was, I don't think he even colored it back then. He might've. No, I'm not, I don't know. I don't, I don't know who did the so. colors on this, but what I'm saying is, is like, it started in a very wild place. Yeah. Like where like the madness was like palpable and the color ramped up in a crazy way where you feel frantic, you feel hot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, totally, totally. And then, you know, when they recolored it, it's just, Flesh tones are flesh tones. Grass is green. You know, it, it doesn't have yeah. that same mania. Like the Joker in the Killing Joke is sitting on a pile of like a basically a throne made up of doll parts, and he's like, "You're going mad." And and when it's like oranges and blues and, and you know yellows, oh, yeah. it's like it feels like madness. It feels like madness. And then in the recolor, it's like, oh, this doesn't work at all and there's some of yeah. that some of that madness in here as joker and batman like really get into it which i appreciated yeah. well and i really appreciate the uh the balance of the style of um of sticking with the more animation kind of forms but then just having a super heavy brush style comic oh, book. oh yeah like oh, just yeah. such such beautiful heavy blacks like every line like there's nary a, a, a thin line like in like this is just all brush this is just so much ink like the originals probably have so much white out and blocking on it <laughs> you know like and and i and it really like just it gives such a great weight to it even though it's a pretty fairly lighthearted story yeah you, you know for 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 like a, a murder plot you know right right um but it's just and, and and within the tone of the rest of the book, too, it makes it really pop and stand out because it, it's like I don't want to say like grimy, but like just because it's like heavier with blacks, you know, yeah, it just kind of right. gives it such a different sort of like sound to it. Like the difference between right. like a clean and distorted guitar. Right. You know, it's just. Yeah, I fucking yeah. love it. Very, very good. And we get yeah. our final story. Should old acquaintance be forgot? Should old acquaintance be forgot? Written by Paul Dini, art by Dan Ribba, colored by Bruce Tim, letter by Richard Starkings Comic Craft. Yeah, this is a, a very, very quick, just a couple of pages. It's uh, Commissioner Gordon showing up at 1.55 a.m. to this uh, little small tech like little locals only pub you got three drunks singing you know should old acquaintance be forgot yeah, never brought to mind yeah yeah oh, oh uh, yeah and so the the owner's like sees that commissioner gordon comes in and he's like all right guys pack it up pack it up 
<laughs> and the, the guys are like, but we want to sing. And he's like, go practice for St. Patty's Day. For now, you're out of here. <laughs> uh, and Gordon sits down. The barkeep brings a cup of coffee, two cups of coffee for him. And you're like, uh, who's going to join him? You know, but he's saying, happy new year. Heard your buddy had a rough night. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't show. And Gordon's like, what? And break tradition? Uh, and who should come in? But Batman. And he sits down and, he, and, and Gordon's like, how's the arm? And he's like, better than the Jokers. And he's like, a close one this time. And he's like, they're all close ones. Like all the dialogue <laughs> is so good. Yeah. And they pour the coffee. They cheers the glasses. And uh, Gordon goes, well, here's to survival. Hopefully we'll be doing this again next New Year's Eve. And he's like, hopefully. I actually, that moment from the animated series, I have as a gif anytime anybody donates to me on Twitch of, <laughs> of Batman and Gordon, like, cheers in glasses and Gordon saying, Here, here's to survival. <laughs> <laughs> so Gordon goes, now, Joe, if I can get one of your famous cheese sticks to go, I'll be ready to call it a night. And he goes, anything for you? And he turns and looks and the classic Batman is gone. He has already paid for the meal. Yeah. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, Gordon's like, one of these days I'm going to beat him to the check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that is it. Uh, it's such a know. nice way to end to end the uh, issue. I think I think it was really I really enjoyed the. um I think the artist on this one was very much channeling their uh, inner Carl Barks. It looked like to me this, yeah. this looked really old, like Carl Barks, like Uncle Scrooge by way of still, you know, Batman, the animated you know, style. But it's just very sure. Just, just a bunch of just curves everywhere. Just be- beautiful, yeah, yeah. beautiful curves. Um, Absolutely. And uh, and it's just such a like I, I it's such a great way just to end it on a little conversation, you know, and, right. and a tradition. And I always love when that's what the holidays for tradition. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And, and I always love though, when they do this with Batman and Gordon is like, yeah. they'll do, they'll do these Batman and Gordon stories where it's like, they'll kind of wink at that. Like Batman's been a character for 80 years, you know, cause they're just <laughs> like, yeah, I remember back in this time, like they're talking about the wars from 30 years ago and yet Bruce sure. Wayne's still supposed to be barely 40. Like, you, you know, it's just, it, yeah, just such a great little bow on top of uh, all of this beautiful, beautiful holiday uh, present that, that we oh, have been man. given. What a, what a fucking treat, man. I love comic books so goddamn much. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I truly, I, am I, am truly I do. wrong to say that uh, you love this book, Jason? Not, not wrong at all. Not wrong Dude, at all. I, I loved it. This is, I, I hadn't read this in a long time. And I think that in rereading it, I've realized that it might be one of my favorite comic books in my entire collection. <laughs> it's just like, it's just perfect. It's just perfect. It's like when, at least for me anyway, when I hear like a really good uh, live recording of a song done so differently, but so well, you know, exactly, and it yes. just blows me away. Like the one I always reference is um, a Built to Spill cover of a Neil Young song called uh, Cortez the Killer. 
and yeah. the original uh, Neil Young Cortez the Killer is a long song for Neil Young. It's like almost eight minutes. But mm-hmm. this this Built to Spill cover is from a live album they did, and it's 17 minutes long. And they do about <laughs> the first three real minutes of Cortez the Killer, and then they just like kind of keep the melody. And Doug Marsh just shreds for like close to 20 minutes and it's amazing and i love it you know and it's just, this is kind of like the same thing it's like you're just watching people shred just like yeah yeah you know like just fully stretch out and just show off all the stuff that they've like worked so hard on for you know it's like when you see someone do like a in basketball like a fast break and a windmill dunk it's like that's really hard to do and they work really really hard to be able to do this fun amazing thing and it's so awesome to see someone do it you know and i kind of feel the way about like this book it's just like yeah so awesome to see these like hyper talented people just do their thing all all these creators just like top of their game just yeah I, i never in reading the entire thing i usually so like as a professional i read a comic and there's usually stuff I don't like in it mm. um, just from a craft perspective. And even even with books of my own, I'm not saying that like, I, of course, I would do it correctly. I'm not saying that. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that, you know, when you make something, especially when you make like 22 pages of something in like as quickly as you can, sometimes there's compromises being made along the way. And there was a yeah. bunch of different teams in here and, you know, smaller stories and whatnot. So maybe people had a little more time to work on things, but like it really just like the book's just perfect. It's pitch perfect all the way through. There's like different ideas being thrown around different, like even different techniques. And it's just like everything just worked. It just worked. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's so amazing too, to like, you know, just to to like, to bring up like the Bruce Tim story again, is that like, you know, Bruce Tim, I don't know the background of the other artists uh, as well, but like Bruce Tim comes from an animation like background. Like, sure. He, yeah. like, you know, I'm sure like learned and knows a lot of different art like mediums, you know, but to know the detail of a of comic books that much like that's someone who has a deep understanding of how to tell a comic book story. Yeah. Like that's not something that like someone who just like barely paid attention to it it's not a storyboard in comic book form right you know right yeah when we when we were reading um brad raider's comics uh yeah who was working as a storyboard artist on the show and then he did what was it uh four five and six of I the think so. uh, yeah of the yeah and you could tell that first issue is a little rougher on the edges because it feels like a storyboard artist trying to yeah. make a comic book. Yeah. And yeah, then, but then he got better. Yeah. Like, yeah. He got his yeah. legs underneath him. He was all right. It, Bruce yeah, yeah. Tim is just full formed right out of the gate. Yeah. Just dropped right in there. Just like, yeah. And, and, and is very, and he's very clearly someone who's like, and that to me shows that he's someone who is such a deep fan of the medium, you know, and, right. and, and just on his own already had that understanding. Cause like, the way that story was told, like, that's not like just a thing you ask someone for advice for of like, yeah, how, how do I like have this panel layout and how do I set the, you know, the scenes and like, and what the details you were talking about with the color of like how, you know, how do, right. how do I handle the, the page transition and, and action and blah, 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 blah. Like you don't just like get that from like a 10 minute conversation with some editors right. or other artists at DC. It's, like a, it's just, a master at work. 
Yeah, yeah. Just can't can't say uh, enough about. Have it. you have you read? Do you remember the old Vertigo uh, horror anthology? I think it's called Flinch or Filth or something like that. I I know what you're talking about because I remember seeing that ad everywhere, and I bought the first. I remember buying the first couple issues of it and just not being impressed. And also, so, the book was can- canceled. I think. Sure. Uh, Bruce Tim has an issue in there really? where he does like a horror book about this this wow. couple who uh, you think they're trying to kill each other, but they just love to torture each other, basically. <laughs> <laughs> And then like get off amazing. on it. Yeah, yeah. That's so they're amazing. hiring they're hiring people to kill each other <laughs> as like a gift. It's very, you know, very good. You, you know what this you know what this reminds me of? You know what I would love to do? This makes me think of like I think that if I could somehow force Steven Steven Spielberg just to be like just to be like, okay, Steven, here is $30 million. This is the budget for your entire next picture. Now make me a movie for this. Okay. Yeah. Like soup to nuts, start to finish to final edit. All you're going to have is $30 million. And I bet you, you'd probably get one of the best movies of his career, you know? Yeah, maybe. And, and I think that like maybe, um, these like Bruce Tim, cause I've never read a Bruce Tim comic that I didn't absolutely adore that. I didn't think yeah. was just yeah beautiful. And there's not many of them, but I think that maybe this is like, because the stakes monetarily are so much mm-hmm. lower and because he very obviously has a love for the medium itself and mm-hmm. the, and, and everything about it, that it's like, there's a part of himself that is, probably feels like there's less pressure yeah. on him. And also it's like a much less complicated process craft wise because you don't have to rely on like sometimes hundreds of people working in tandem Animators and coordinating and stuff. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like so like to just the, the the relative smallness of it, you know, of the exercise mm-hmm. of making a comic book versus making a cartoon, you know, uh, probably in a weird way, the restrictions allow him to stretch out as an artist a bit more. Jason. As a gift to myself, can I just be self-indulgent for for a minute? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Hit me with it, man. Hit me with it. I got I got to work on a Bruce Tim thing once one time. One image. Yeah. Yeah. So um, do you remember this was a while ago? It was a cover for it was like I think it was like digital first, like old timey Superman stuff. And they were collecting it all together. And uh the editor got in touch with me because I colored some of it. And he was like, do you want to color a Bruce Tim cover? And I was like, yes, yes. I was like, yes, I can't. I can't say this enough. Yes. <laughs> and he so he sent me the cover and then he sent me. Bruce Tim did a uh, marker mock up is what he called it. But what we're really talking about, Jason, is an honest to God finished like rendering. It was like absolutely gorgeous, you know, and he's doing it in like, you know, Copic markers, whatever, yeah. like whatever he's yeah. got, like, you know, art markers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I was, I, I got it and I was staring at it and I was like, I don't know why you need me here. Like just print, <laughs> just print this. Like, I don't know what we're doing. But yeah. I was like, OK, OK. And I I sat down 
and uh, tried to mimic uh, markers as best I could and get all the uh, mark making correctly. And um, really, like, because I knew that, you know, I wasn't going to get to work with Bruce Tim like a lot or maybe ever again. I was like, I was like, I have to like really, really focus and crush this thing. Like, yeah. So took took a pass on it, um, sent it in. Uh, and like uh, the editor emailed me back after waiting a, a few hours and I was <laughs> very nervous. <laughs> yeah. Just staring at the clock. Yeah. The, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the Jordan sweat. Peele. Yeah. yeah the Jordan yeah. Peele uh, uh, buckets of sweat gif. Right. You right. Know, right. Just like pour, pouring down your face. All, all I want. Cause so much of the reason why I'm into comics is Batman, the animated series. So all I want yeah. is for Bruce Tim to be like, it, you know, it looked good. And, uh, the editor emailed me back and he's like, Bruce said you crushed it. And I was like, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You're like, he said I crushed it. He said yeah. I crushed it. <laughs> and start putting that on your business cards. Right. Nick, <laughs> Nick. Bruce Tim said I cr- said you crushed it full arty. <laughs> like and legally like change your middle name oh, to that. Man. I was like so happy that that worked out and and yeah, I don't know. I That's that's awesome. I should I should make prints of that, you know, Superman cover and and put them on the table until I'm fucking dead. <laughs> yeah should, i should yeah. never stop flying that flag to be completely that's, honest <laughs> that's amazing that like reminds me of uh that piece of um i think you have a an original paul pope page don't you i have From, so what i have is uh they are gosh there's a word for them it's and it's totally escaped me it's like it like a proof it's like a photograph photo stat is i think what it's called oh yeah 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 okay so, when I was working in the studio in Xylenol Studios, I guess we're reminiscing now. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. The podcast, if you're interested in what the issue contains, the issue is over now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can stop. It's okay. It's okay. You we can, won't hold it's, it It's you. all right if you bail out, but we're going to talk about some very niche things within the comic yeah. industry right now. So yeah. I started working at Xylenol Studios, and uh, when the stu- I was there when Lee decided to kind of like fold up the studio basically and lee had done color separations for i think a hundred percent by paul pope and um some other paul pope books he was like kind of yeah. paul pope's guy for yeah. a little while well because they're like friends right yeah i mean lee's kind of friends with everyone like i don't know that yeah lee's ever not friend yeah. anyway I, well and, anyway. yeah yeah but but yeah, yeah so uh lee we would get this was in a time like before people would have FTP access and that was commonplace and everyone was just sending digital files between us. So we would actually get artboards into the studio. Um, mm. Like I remember signing for a FedEx package and opening it up and it just being like, you know, 22 Eduardo Rizzo, 100 bullets pages <laughs> like, <laughs> like that oh, I'm just geez. holding in my hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> A wild feeling, yeah. a powerful feeling, Jason. Oh my god! Did I just get done eating chocolate? Should I not be <laughs> around these right now? Like, how does? Yeah. So, uh, so we were receiving art boards, but what Paul would do is uh, take these like photo stats, which were like very high resolution photographs of the original art, 
and and like they looked perfect and they were on this like um it's like a weird kind of paper anyway so they're not originals Mm. but it's like what he would send to the studio to get like everything made and because they weren't originals like we didn't send them back like they're just yeah kind of disposable you know yeah so when xylenol started to close its doors and uh it was like okay everybody come in get your shit and get out kind of thing i was like i'm gonna take a pile of these paul pope photo stats <laughs> <laughs> so I, I took like maybe uh like maybe four or five of them just like nabbed them and then and then i waited to see if anybody said anything nobody said anything so i was like i guess they're mine <laughs> hell yeah I, yeah you know because it yeah, because I remember seeing because Paul Pope for me was always like because he was again like his his stuff first started coming out. Uh, he was actually a Zentric uh, grant uh, winner yeah. um, for uh, his uh, book, uh, THB. Uh, and when that came out, I was like, man, that just blew my goddamn mind. Oh, like, the man, art his work's so like, good. It's his just, work is so just, good. Just like and that was right out the gate, too. He was like in his early 20s, like just. Like he was in his early 20s. However, um, I don't know if he had been living in Japan yet, but mm. I think that he was tapped into like manga as an art form and applying yeah. it to American comics before that was really culturally prevalent. You know, like yeah. I think he was he was on to something that it would take uh, a lot of artists many years to catch up to. And I feel like we've caught up to it now, but at yeah. the time, like it was absolutely mind blowing. Yeah. Well, like, and you also look he, at, you look at like Daniel Warren Johnson, for example, and mm. it's like the Paul Pope DNA is like ingrained in there. Oh yeah. There's, there's a few play there. There are people where I see it, where even though I like, uh, like West, West Craig is one of them that I see yeah, a heavy yeah. Paul Pope influence, even though he's not as, um, uh, he's not as heavy with the brush, at least mm-hmm. as like early Paul, pope stuff that was but like you know yeah and and like that like and, and to be able to the thing that always blew me away about uh him is that like very rarely at least in comic books does someone out the gate come out with the style that is just already fully formed and that's pretty much the way they're going to draw like there's always yeah. this evolution of course that happens because like that happens and right not that he hasn't had his evolutions but like when you look at his early stuff and you look at his stuff now uh stylistically it's still the dna right. is still there like mike right. allred you know it's like yeah, yeah. some of the stuff has gotten like a bit tighter here and there and he's maybe gotten like you know slightly experimental here and there allred has conversely but, like, it's, uh yeah. i picked up a, i picked up an old uh chris somni horror book or it was like a murder mystery or something for like vertigo yeah and uh like none of that patented chris somni like stuff in there like you can really tell that he's still it's like a, a he's toying with light a little bit in the way that he like expertly works it now yeah and you can kind of see like the beginnings of that but you can tell that it's like oh th- he's like working it out on the page which is like really interesting to see but you know it's different than like reading paul pope's first story and being like oh he already knows what he wants yeah exactly which which is like you know and and to like you know like bringing it all back to like bruce tim you know it's like when you see that 
stuff like you said like you saw like you know it's like oh yeah well this is what bruce was thinking and you were just like jesus christ man like yeah this you, is you, done you, you don't need me print this yeah like you wrote the song already man why'd you call me in to punch it up i can't punch shit up like just yeah yeah you know fuck like and that and like that's like <laughs> like when i like see like some of like a paul pope original artwork it's like oh there's like barely any white out on this like you just kind of like yeah. knew like how to right right you, you know it's just man. yeah what Master, issue, guys? masters at practice yeah that's what, what an it issue. is it's a it's a treat highly recommend the issue i think i'll yeah. probably try to find it physically as well yeah i think that um if you see this holiday issue it's got a it's got a wonderful uh cover with you know mr freeze and it's like kind of in black and white and batman and batgirl are reflected in mr freeze's like domed mask and yeah. uh if you see it in the in the wild, absolutely pick it up. If you haven't read it, absolutely buy it and read it. Um, well, you'll be lucky if you get it, because I'm going to try to pick up every single one I come across now. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, and if and if you buy it um, every Christmas, Nick might uh, break into your house and steal it. So, you know, um, uh, whether, a, whether good or bad, just you know? a constant delight. I'm just I'm a lovable rascal. Yeah. But but this is our official warning. OK, but you can't you can't sue Nick. If he next Christmas how, breaks into your house and steals your Batman, that's how the, that's how the law special. works. With enough yes. warning, mm-hmm. <laughs> with enough mm-hmm. public warning, I can basically do anything I want. Yeah, they call it the yeah. Filardi loophole. Yeah, yeah. Read, <laughs> read, read your law books. Read your law books. Uh, this holiday season, read your law books. Let's let's close it out, Jason. Happy, happy holidays, my dude. Happy holidays to you, man. And happy holidays to everybody. Or if the holidays are a bad thing for you, then also fuck the holidays. Who yes. needs them? Yes, exactly. You know, exactly. But I know it's that, I know it's a tough time for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, if you're an introvert in the bathroom currently listening to this podcast. I feel you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well wishes to you and yours regardless. Yeah. 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 Uh, if people want to get in touch with you, where can they get in touch with you? They can get in touch with me on the Twitters at King of Black Acid or at World Second Finest. That's World, the number two, finest on I'm the at, Twitter machine. Uh, I'm at Nick Phil on Twitter and also Nick Phil on Linktree. Uh, if you want to find where I am everywhere else, uh, Twitter youtube twitch tumblr whatever yeah i'm up there too so uh thanks for hanging out and uh if you like what you hear remember follow stars whatever i don't know people know to do that right jason people know to do that yeah but also like i'm i'm not gonna beg for anything if you're already yeah, listening I, if, dude, if you're already always, taking if you're already feel, taking the time if anyone ever takes the time enough to listen to anything that i ramble about i appreciate it very very deeply so you know do do whatever after that. just live your life just live your life beyond this podcast yeah do what you want to do (laughs) yeah exactly exactly (laughs) thanks again thank you